As always, I'm your host, Emma, and today we're going to be talking about Six of Crows, but most importantly, we're going to be talking about the one and only Mr. Kaz Brecker. And I'm not saying I read this book solely for him, and if, well, and when I plan to read the rest of the Six of Crows books and maybe Shadow and Bone, is it solely because of him? Yes, it is. It's not my favorite book, it's not my, but it's not my least favorite book. I enjoyed the book, but it wasn't one that was like, oh my gosh, but I think it also, again, kind of the same thing as Song of Achilles. I heard so many raving reviews about it and then I read it and it didn't live up because I've been hearing about it for three years, but that's, again, on me. I did enjoy the book. I liked it. I liked the premise. I love, 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 love Cass Brecker. He's become one of my favorite characters ever. And this entire episode is pretty much going to be me talking about it. So sit down, relax, and let's all fangirl and fanboy over the one and only Cass Brecker. Because honestly, I'm an INTJ. Kaz is an INTJ. We need to stick together. I saw that. I was like, I knew I liked this man. INTJs together. And <laughs> at least for me, usually I pick a side character I'm with him, but Kaz is the main one. Like, he's one of the main people. So I'm like, this is great. So Kaz is the leader of the dregs, and they are one of the many uh, gangs in Catherdam. And when reading the book, I for- kept freaking that Kaz is a child. He is 17. With the way he acts and speaks and his reputation, you would think he's well into his adult years. I kept thinking, I'm like, this man has to be like late 20s, maybe mid 20s if we're pushing it. But no, he is 17. I did not believe he was 17, but everyone's like, no, he's 17. I was like, oh my gosh, he's 17. Everything he does is for survival mode, and he constantly is in survival mode. Just like all the other characters, they are here to stay alive and to make a profit. They are not kind of here to enjoy life they're here to survive life which is sad but kind of starts this whole thing because it's this big heist they go on and if it's not for the money they're not going to do it i and then as i was reading it i took some of my favorite kaz brecker quotes to kind of put together a list on why i loved him so much as a character the one thing i well the first thing i really really loved about him was his witty one-liners and sarcastic comments when i tell you so i was reading this book while walking on the treadmill i laughed when someone was like you need to give up your weapons and they point to like Cass's cane and he's like who deny a poor cripple his cane i'm like Cass, we both know that cane is a weapon for you i mean yes you use it to walk but we both know you're smashing in heads with that and it was funny because then the man replies with if the cripple is you, then any man would sense. I thought that was just, like, there are these witty, like, one-liners in the book that I was, like, cracking up on, because I thought that I could just picture him, and, like, we've seen Kaz, like, knock people out, and, like, use his cane as a weapon to get either attention or information, or just to do some damage, and yes, he uses it because he does have a limp when he walks, but he does also use it as a weapon, and he's just like, you would deny a crippled man like me, poor, innocent, sweet me that wouldn't hurt a fly, you would deny me my cane? And we're all like, Kaz, I'm kind of digging the the gaslighting, I'm, I'm enjoying it, I'm not gonna lie, it was just so funny, and that was one of the first things that happened in the book, it was just kind of, I feel like, set the tone for who Kaz is, and I really liked it, and later in the book he he does all these fantastic things but then I remember like my heart breaking a little bit is he does all these things and then you remember he's 17 
16 years old. He's only 17. And there is a scene where they're talking and it says it was because she was listening so closely that she knew the exact moment when Kaz Brecker, Dirty Hands, the bastard of the barrel and the deadliest boy in Catherdam fainted. And I remember reading that and Kaz was this like untouchable, unbreakable person because he was the leader of all this stuff. Everyone knew him. People feared him. He was respected. If he wasn't respected, he was feared and all this stuff. And he had this crew that listened to him at the drop of a hat. And then I could just imagine him just like crumbling in this moment and just everyone standing there just like in awe, like, what do you do when the leader faints? Like, you're the bad place if the leader is the person that's cool and calm and collective, and then they just kind of crumble in front of you. And I just remember reading that and seeing that, I was like, oh God, like, this is, this is, this is bad because he also has this, um, dirty hands, um, nickname because he wears these black gloves later about that. I'll talk about that. But um, they think it's because he's stained with blood from all the men he has killed. And that's not the case. But um, he is. He's the deadliest boy in Ketterdam. And he is feared. And he's seen as this shadow that pops up and everyone knows him. People stop and look when he's walking. They know who this man is. They know when, when he's there, when he's angry at you, it's not a good spot. And then just to see him faint and give him this human moment, it... I think rounded out his character. I think if he did not have this moment, he wouldn't have had as much depth for me in this because it shows that at the end of the day, he's still 17. And it also shows that there's still that child in him that's hurt and traumatized and gets overwhelmed and gets scared. And seeing him in that moment, well, what he deems as a failure of a leadership being he faints, he does not think that makes him a good leader. But seeing that human, I think, kind of brought more to him as a leader than it took away. I also love his inability to show proper emotions because I sometimes don't know what to say about things. And so he's actually talking with Inej. And I remember reading this. She was just stabbed. And she, and Kaz goes back to get her. And they're talking. And all of a sudden, she's just like, why? Why'd you come back? And he's just like, I protect my investments. Investments investments Kaz Mr. Brecker Mr. Brecker I have not read the second book yet but we all know Inej is more than an investment to you the subtext is there and I know it's gonna happen in the second book it's it's just stop it stop it stop stop you're playing the fool <laughs> everyone knows everyone knows you secretly are head over heels for her has. And if you're not, this author is going to get a very strongly worded email from me because they need to get together. They need to get together. They are endgame because I really like them and how they constantly protect one another. And she listens to him without doubt. She's like, yeah, what Cass says goes, goes. And Cass is like, well, I risked my life for you. And we're like, Cass. And then in fact, he also fainted in front of her. So oh, like, we know, like, we know you guys are more than just investments to one another, and I refuse to believe anything differently. You are banned from the show. If you, if you, done, we're banned. No, I know they're gonna get together. If they don't, I don't wanna hear it. They are going to get together. I also really love his ambition, the, um, when he's talking with, I think it was Jesper. He's talking to her, Jasper, Jasper. Jasper, I keep saying Jasper. <laughs> Jasper's a character in one of my books. His name is Jasper. 
No, his name is Jesper. Thank God. Because I've been saying Jesper and no one has corrected me. And then all of a sudden, like, someone's just like, I thought it was Jasper. I was like, what? <laughs> but no, it's Jesper. Fantastic. So I have a Jesper in my book. There's Jesper in this book. So I'm not crazy. She's not crazy. It's Jesper. Fantastic. And he says, Greet is your god, Kaz. And then it says, Kaz. Oh, no. So he's talking with Jesper. I thought it was Jesper. So no, it was Inej that said it. But he's talking with Inej and Jesper. And they're talking about this whole, like, heist and everything. I love the three of them. I really do. My mind is so scattered right now. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it is all over the place because the problem is that I don't remember anything about the book that did not happen to Kaz. I'm, I forgot like Nina existed until having to like write this script. It was just something where I was so just like tunnel visioned on Kaz that I kind of forgot everything else. So I have a feeling I'm going to have to go back and reread this before I read the second one. Like when I tell you I forgot half the characters, I forgot half the things that happened, I'm just like, but Kaz. I can quote him directly. So no, he's talking with Jesper and Inej, and Inej says, greed is your god, Kaz. And he laughs and says, no, Inej, greed bows to me. It is my servant and my lover. We love a man with ambition. I love a man with ambition. I am ambitious. We love that. So I think that also kind of sets the stage of there is nothing Kaz will not do to get what he wants. And I think that does lead, I think, greed does kind of control Kaz, but I think growing up having no money, really it's a level of power for him because he sees these wealthy elites and then he's living in the slums of Ketterdam. I think it kind of shows like he wants money because he sees money as a way up. And so yes, I think greed bows to him, but he also will bow to greed if necessary. Literally want to tell you I remember nothing else from this book aside from Kaz. I'm really meaning it. I know I'm going to get hate for that, that I can't remember anything aside for him, but you wanna know what? It happened. I only remember Kaz. We are a Kaz fan club here. I mean, I love the other characters, Jesper and Inej, also fantastic, but just Kaz. Standing on the shoulders of so many great characters, just Kaz, Brecker, Mr. Kaz, Brecker. I also love his line, brick by brick, and I think there, he says it a bunch. He says it a bunch in the book. I'm surprised it wasn't like, a ch like a book because I know um like the parts all had titles but none of them say brick by brick and I, I thought one of them was going to be called brick by brick I was very surprised when it wasn't as I'm checking through my books to make sure because I do not want to get roasted for saying something stupid even though I've said nothing but stupid things in this chapter in this book well in this episode I cannot form sentences right now I am so sorry everyone, but I guess this is, every season has a sporadic episode where Emma cannot function properly and this is just it. Last season it was the Great Gatsby one because my script was deleted and now it's this one. It, it happens guys, it happens, but we are here for the ride. I do like that that idea also kind of makes him human that he's not this god that can just snap his fingers and everything gets done. Everything needs to be built brick by brick. You, again, Rome wasn't built in a day, Kaz Brecker's heist and his plans and him himself were not built in a day. Everything is brick by brick. Everything is intentional. He does. Everything is step. Everything's working towards his goals. And I enjoy that. I've been told that a lot. You gotta take things one step at a time. You can't appear at the finish line. You have to walk to the finish line or run to the finish line. So getting into more about Kaz. So Kaz wears these black cups gloves because he has hapophobia. And according to the Cleveland Clinic, 
Hapophobia is the intent irrational fear of being touched. It differs from hypersensitivity, which is physical pain associated with being touched. People with hapophobia also feel extreme distress over the thought of being touched. This anxiety can lead to physical symptoms like nausea, vomiting, and panic attacks. So that's pretty intense, the, the fear of being touched. And he's always described as having multiple layers of clothes on. Our dark academia king with the layering, we we love a style icon. I was like, oh, this man, Kaz, style icon. And like, I learned why he dressed that way. I was like, oh my God, now my heart is breaking. Still, I would love his wardrobe though, not gonna lie. But I just remember like reading that. I was like, oh my gosh, like his clothes. Like, and they just, she goes on describing all of it. And then in the show, which I'm one episode in, I thought Six of Crows had a show. I thought there was Six of Crows and then there was Shadow Bones, but no, there's only Shadow Bones. My dumbass was scrolling through Netflix trying to figure out why I could not find Six of Crows for like a half an hour. And then I realized, no, there's only Shadow of Bones. And I was an idiot. I was a moment. But I remember like, oh my gosh, I love his wardrobe and this and that and all this stuff. And then like, <laughs> I read about his poor struggles with hapophobia. I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel like a horrible person. Because I was just like, yes, Kaz, our style icon, our dark academia king. We love layering. And then I'm like, no, it's because he is such a fear of being touched because of his trauma. I'm like, you still have great style though, Kaz. And that does not take away from anything. But he has... This fear because when a plague, which they say is the firepox plague, hit Caradam where they lived, his brother Jordy fell ill and died. And Kaz actually survived. But he was thrown away with Jordy's body. And he was taken to the place where they burned the bodies of the deceased and the dead to try to get rid of the disease. And he escaped by using his brother's corpse as like a flotation boat to get back to shore and being buried with all these bodies and climbing out of them and then using his brother as a lifeboat is so traumatizing. <laughs> I could not imagine going, there was, it was horrible to read about and then looking deeper into his backstory and all this stuff. So he cannot touch human skin, which is understandable after experiencing that. And if he touches someone, he says he feels the flesh under his fingernails and being in this cold water. So that is why he wears all these layers and these gloves. And again, I felt so bad when reading that. I was like, oh my god, no. I just thought Kaz was a fantastic person at styling. And then reading this, I was like, oh wow. Like, I feel so bad for thinking that, but how was I supposed to know? But reading Kaz's backstory too, you can kind of see where his uh, need for money and his need to be in control of things. I mean, this was a traumatic event that he grew up with. Jordy was his only family that he had. They had no money, and then all this happened. I have heard that in Crooked Kingdom, he does touch Inej to bandage her wounds. If he does, I can only imagine it being a very emotional scene, and I, it's kind of one of the reasons why I'm like, I need to read Crooked Kingdom because I want to know if that happens, what happens, and how... Does he handle that? I, I want to see that and read that. I want to read more about Kaz because I'm completely infatuated with him. I want to know everything about him, honestly. I might go pick up Crooked Kingdom after recording this episode. Who knows? But he also uses the excuse because I guess he... I don't know if the rest of the crows or the dregs know about his backstory because he says that he wears gloves to help him pit pocket people easier, which is a very different reason for the real reason and 
there's actually a scene where he's talking about um, heist and how to steal a man's wallet. And this is the best advice that Kaz Brecker has given. Listen to this, follow this advice, because it's true. And Kaz asks, what's the easiest way to steal a man's wallet? Knife to the throat, espionage. Gun to the back, ex Jesper. Poisonous cup, suggested Nina. You're all horrible, said Mateus. I love Mateus, too. He he was so funny. Some of the things, like, all these people, like, saying stuff, and he's just like, you guys are psycho. I'm like, thank you for the being somewhat the voice of reason in certain situations, Mateus, but then there are other times, I'm like, Mateus, you gotta get yourself together, too. And Kaz rolls his eyes and says, the easiest way to steal a man's wallet is to tell him you're going to steal his watch. You take his attention and direct it to where you want it to go. So yeah, listen, listen to, listen to Kaz's advice. Don't, don't walk into a room and like tap your pockets and everything and tell people where your stuff is. It's kind of, it's true. And it happens. I mean, I, I've seen people like get so fixated with their, with their pockets or what's in it that I'm like, well, now people know it's there. So listen to that. Cause that probably is how pickpocketers pick who they go to and how they find things. And I think I am going to go pick up Crooked Kingdom and read it because I want to know what happens with the rest of the cast. I'm only halfway through his arc. I just spoke about how much I really liked Oikawa. Two episodes, and now I'm talking about how much I love Kaz. So, I mean, I, it seems I'm starting to fixate on certain characters. So, as you can tell, I like from all the books we have talked about so far and all the TV shows, I like morally gray, flawed men. Well, I like morally morally flawed, closed off, obsessively passionate characters who struggle and constantly fall short, whether it's their goals, emotions, ambitions, or whatever else it does. What does that say about me? Does it say something about me? Let's just let's just ignore that. Let's please just ignore that. But that is all I have for this episode. I'm gonna run out and actually get Crooked Kingdom. Maybe in season three we'll talk about it. I'm not entirely sure because I definitely want to reread Six of Crows. Because again, like I said before, I cannot remember anything unless Kaz did it or said it. And then I'll probably go read Crooked Kingdom. See the rest of Kaz's arc. Does he touch an edge? Do they get together? I want to know all about it. But next episode we're going to be talking about Battle Royale. And then we actually, after this week, we only got two more weeks left. We have master margarita and the godfather and then the final week we have a special interview with an author and we have the season finale which wow season two has been a roller coaster the episode has been so much fun thank you all for the support if you have anything you want to see in season three please let me know i'm always looking forward to that and to hearing what you want but that's all for this episode and i guess we should end it the way the dregs would and the crooks would, depending on how you want to call them. And the season is not going to die. The show is not going to die anytime soon. Because, remember, we are a family here. We are our own version of the crows. We are together. We're, we're here in this for the long run. And if there are no mourners, there are no funerals.